0: Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. We're so glad that you joined us today, whether you're watching online or you're listening on one of the podcast directories, we really appreciate it. If you do like this kind of content on financial topics, but from a Christian and biblical perspective, love for you to hit that subscribe button, like this video, maybe comment, let us know a topic you'd like us to cover in the future. So today we are going to be covering avoid these financial mistakes. So it's 10 financial mistakes to avoid. And normally we cover, you know, here's what you should do. Here's the good things you should be looking for. So today we're going to give you some practical advice on types of things to just, just avoid, just don't do it. And so Bob, you want to give us a little intro on this So Where would you come up with these?
1: Well, I, I came up with these Sean in about five or 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. It, it wasn't hard. I could have come up with more. Um, so was that, I,
0: is that from the uh, years uh, of experience? It is. Either yourself
1: yeah. doing it or seeing it with clients? Yes, it is. Yeah. Both. Both. I got it. in my younger years, um, I, I'm, we're going to cover this first one here in a minute. I did a lot of that in my younger years. So you haven't always been wise and gray? <laughs> <laughs> so I've learned. I've learned from lessons that I want to hopefully teach Younger people to learn from these lessons that this older guy has has learned from. And this is just something a really good episode, I think, that uh, someone's hearing it to share with some friends. Yeah, I think the key... And and share with their family. Like if grandparents are hearing it Mm -hmm. or or parents, share this with your children.
0: Yeah. And I think the key here is even though you can learn from the school of hard knocks, it's a whole lot less costly to learn from someone else who went to that school. Yeah. So you don't have to do it yourself. Yep. So the first one, avoid buying costly depreciating items too often example probably most people can relate with cars Mm -hmm. trucks but also rvs and boats and you know for somebody uh in a different tax bracket than me airplanes yeah we've
1: we've had some clients that (laughs) have bought some airplanes sean so and it's really interesting i was talking to one of them uh about three months ago when we were doing a review and he says yeah that's just it's a lot cheaper to just fly First class. Yeah. Yeah. So he was saying how expensive it was, and um, it is very expensive. The one I see a lot of with even my retirees is they buy the RVs, mm-hmm. and they easily spend a hundred or $150,000 on an RV. Then the very next year, it's worth about 70% of that. Yep. Yep. That is a depreciating asset, and that, and every one of them will come back and say, that was a major mistake. I should not have done that.
0: Now, Bob, if you notice, do, do RVs tend to depreciate as fast and as much as cars, or because they're kind of considered a home as well, that they don't depreciate as much? No, they actually depreciate
1: faster, I think. Really? Well, I don't know if it's faster, Sean, but it's such a large purchase Oh yeah. that the percent, you know, you just think about how much <clears throat> money it is. I mean, whatever mm-hmm. RV you buy, if it's $100,000, you are probably going to lose $20,000 on that mm-hmm. over the next year. Yeah. So, and you're not so, getting sim- it back. Similar,
0: similar to cars, it's just the fact that there's such a much larger dollar amount typically associated with them that the actual dollar amount you lose is
1: just a lot more tremendous. Gotcha. Exactly. Well, okay. you think about trucks nowadays, especially here in Texas, oh, you goodness. gotta have the King Ranch Edition, right? If you're gonna I, if you're gonna be somebody, you gotta have the King Ranch Edition, which costs about eighty five or ninety thousand. And then that truck, you know, a year or two from the then is worth fifty. So <laughs> there you go. You've you've lost Forty or fifty thousand. Yeah, don't don't
0: let don't let <sighs> the last two or three years uh, fool you because this has not been a normal car market. Where yeah, right. where You you it would be the opposite. That at ninety thousand dollar truck is now worth a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> a year. No, later. we're talking normal, um,
1: but normal. That right. will that will catch up. Uh, Sean, I know some people. They trade out these trucks like this. Every two or three years, I'm like, you're just losing money over and over and over the years. How much has this affected yeah. your net worth? A lot. It is
0: far, far better to fix and maintain the vehicle than it is to buy a new one. You're you're going you're gonna to be a lot better not, off. Financially. Nine out of
1: ten times, that fixing that even that five thousand dollar transmission is going to be less than what you're going to depreciate in a new car. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're going to finance it, which we recommend not doing you are going to hit the debt exactly as well. okay
0: so number 2 avoid spending 100% of what you earn every month therefore leaving no room for giving saving investing and taxes that's that's a big one i mean you you really need to be looking at a budget i think crown.org has a really good resource it's a one page budget worksheet but what's great about it bob is is that mm-hmm. you know if, if for those of you watching or listening if you haven't done one of these before what it does is it has the taxes and the, you know, giving, the tithe, it right. has that at the very top. So you've right. got your, well, how much are you making? And then the very first questions it's asking is that. And that's really how you should do it. Because if you wait till everything else has already been taken care of, chances are you're going to have very little or possibly nothing that you think you can give to the church or give to God. And yeah. it should be your first fruits. And taxes
1: should be up there at the top yes. too. You, you want to make sure the IRS is paid. Yeah, they're yeah, not try. very nice if you're not. <laughs> I know so. some
0: people say that the taxes are not constitutional, but please, please don't try
1: that. Yeah, please, don't just, just pay the taxes. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. <laughs> I know, I know, a Christian brother from years and years ago, and he thought that, you know, and he ended up being being in jail. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, number three, you go for number three. All right, avoid making large financial decisions that presume upon an unknown future. You know who taught me this one? Ron Blue,
0: okay.
1: I've, I've never heard anybody say this before, and it's so true. None of us really know what the future holds. We okay. don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow. So, can
0: you expand upon that? Give a little bit of example, because I, I feel like presuming upon an unknown future feels
1: very grandiose. So, what what does that really mean? Practically, practically speaking, for well, practically speaking, it means when you're when you're going out and you're taking out a thirty year mortgage loan. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that you're going to live 30 years? Mm. Okay. So are what, you. So we'll, no. What what are people supposed to do when they're trying to move somewhere?
0: Should well, should they not should no. they not buy a house? I think
1: they should still buy a house, but in this case, buy life buy enough life insurance to cover that mortgage.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, that so that, that covers that. One. Yeah, yeah. And even if it's even if it's just term life insurance, so so when you buy that home, especially earlier on in that in that right. mortgage. Get get some term life insurance. And the sooner you do it, the cheaper it's going to be anyway. But get some term life insurance where at least you have enough to completely pay off that house and your surviving spouse isn't left in a horrible situation. Not only are they mourning your death, but also now that, how are they going to pay for the house?
1: That's right. So
2: Number,
1: number four, avoid using debt to buy depreciating assets. Kind of goes back to that top one that yep, we talked about. Back to number one. But avoid using debt. I mean, you think about that. It's depreciating plus You've got debt on it, and you're paying the interest. It's like a double whammy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you look at the total cost between the the depreciating asset and what you're losing in that value, and then you also look at the interest
1: that you're paying Mm -hmm. as well, and it's like, man, that's a double whammy. Number five, this is what I've seen a lot, is is, uh, avoid waiting for the perfect time to start saving. It's never going to come, okay? I promise you, it's never going to come. The perfect time, Sean, is never going to come to save. Yep. So you just have to do it. The best time to start is today. Today. And you say, well, I don't have anything extra. Well, then don't go buy. We joked about I saw this on our other video. We were joking about it. Don't go buy that latte.
0: Yes, that's it.
1: Did I say it right? Okay.
0: <laughs> Bob, you know how to say the word latte. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> so,
1: so don't go buy the Starbucks today or the you know the $3 or the $5 cup of coffee. You can make it at home for pennies on the dollar, and it's going to be just as good.
0: Now, if you do want something fancier, I, I might, I, I could make a recommendation Uh-oh, here. Oh, okay. What is I, it? I usually get a a cold brew concentrate, but you can get it from your grocery store. Uh huh. And so, what's great about that is like it tastes better, and it's a little fancier, but also it's a whole lot less expensive than going to your, you know, Starbucks or local coffee shop. I mean,
1: okay. su- sure, support local businesses, but don't do it every day. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now, so, now Sean, I'm going to let you share this next one because we, you and I had a pretty, uh, I'd say, heated discussion about this before. We, we did a little we bit. Did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. We didn't so.
0: film that, though, because we, <laughs> we, we, we needed to get our thoughts poor, in order. Poor
1: Garrett, who was filming this, was like, are you guys going to jump on, tackle each other? No, we did We were nice to each other. Okay. But so number we, six. Had, we had a really good discussion about this and so go for it.
0: Number six, avoid carrying a balance on a credit card. Or adding monthly expenses to the credit card. And I, I put the disclaimer here. Bob says that according to the statistics, about eighty-five percent of people do not have a detailed budget. And so because of that, <laughs> when you're adding monthly expenses to your credit card, you end up spending about ten to fifteen percent more mm-hmm. than you would otherwise. That's right. And that's kind of a, a double a double double danger, I would say, because when you're adding more to the card, what if you add a little bit too much and now you can't pay that balance off in full? Now you're going to get hit with interest on all that, Uh, which goes back to the most important part, which is don't carry a balance on the card. Now, if you happen to be that maybe 15% of people that have a detailed budget and you monitor it regularly, my my wife and I do that. So Bob told me that I'm I'm weird.
1: Yeah, well, well you're uh. di- you're not weird, but you're different because Sean, out of our 450 clients that we have here at the firm, I don't think I can't count more than ten of them that do a budget. And that so you look at percentage wise. Yeah. Now they don't, don't they don't overspend because remember when we did the program. That budgeting is not all about numbers. It, yeah. It's also just about not overspending what you get every month.
0: Right. So, most most people that you deal with, Bob, from and this is again, getting a little bit of behind mm-hmm. the curtains, but Bob Bob's point in this is that most of the clients that he works with, they do have a, well, this is how much we can spend each month, but they don't go into the details of the different categories right. and how that's much right. each category you can allow yourself to spend. And so because of that, that's where you can get that creep. You can get that extra 10 to 15% you're putting on a credit card, which gets you it can get you in trouble. And so, yeah. So if, if you happen to be one of the, the one in 10 people approximately that might have a detailed budget that's watching or listening, uh, you might be okay with the monthly expenses, but I think as a general rule, it's avoid carrying a balance and avoid putting monthly. It's better expenses
1: using on it. a debit card. I mean, yep. when you when you overspend that debit card, that bank's going to nail you. Oh yeah, and you're going to see. You're going to know, but the credit card company's going to say, "Bring it on, man! Keep on spending. We, you know, we want to. Because if you can't pay it off, we're going to charge you twenty five percent. Exactly. Entry. All right. Oh, you know this big. One, this is next one. We've done entire programs on this financial mistake, haven't yep. we? Yeah, we've been putting this one off the whole episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number seven is avoid procrastinating. Yeah, things like adequate insurance coverage. So, like we kind of mentioned that earlier about term for your right. mortgage, but health, life, home, and disability insurance. Uh, in, you know, in the case of an unforeseen accident or natural disaster, as well as procrastinating to do your estate planning starting with the saving and investing
1: and your financial planning yes you got to do financial planning y'all you just got to do it i know it doesn't sound exciting it is to us though i love it so uh, and, we, we do this for a living though, and, so. and i would go back and we did a really good uh, episode on integrative financial planning and that to me is exciting because it's just amazing to see how it changes every single day okay? well and I, and I
0: think the really important part of that for those of you watching or listening is that Financial planning may not be uh, may not be pretty, or some people might say may not be sexy, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, is what it's really good for is knowing. Okay, am I on the right track? Yeah. Am I on the right? Like, am I doing what I need to be doing? And and so many times, you know, we have people that will ask things like on the investment management. Oh, what's the return? Like, well. The return is just one small piece of the equation. What's more important is assuming an expected average rate of return, assuming all the other things that you're doing. When you retire, are you likely to outlive the money? Or is the money going to last longer than you? That's right. And that's what financial planning, really, that's the whole point. That's what you're trying to answer, right?
1: You got it. So I want to share this next one, too. Okay, this, go ahead. Is, this is a really big one. Um, I just spoke with a, uh, a, a sweet lady just last week that that told me this one so and i was thinking that is a financial mistake and i've seen it over and over this is the big one here it is avoid taking financial advice from anyone that is not financially successful is that right yep yeah right yeah so if they're not financially successful don't take advice from them okay it yeah. doesn't
0: don't take financial
1: advice from yeah. now
0: they might be able to give you advice on other areas
1: of exactly, life exactly but not you know, financial advice so like your your pastor your pastor yeah spiritual advice, you know absolutely spiritual
0: advice absolutely
1: but, yeah but
0: they if they don't have any experience on the financial side of it they may not be the best person for financial
1: it, advice especially investment advice and that's what this lady t- told me she was so sweet she's about 75 and she said yeah I was at Bridge Club, and they told me to buy this stock. You ought to go buy this stock. And I was like, well, are they a, an, a financial analyst? No. No, they're not. And she goes, I lost all my money in it. Happens every time. All right. Take that one at heart. Okay, we got two more. Two more. Number nine, avoid using emotions
0: to make financial decisions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, just don't. Don't do it. Like, buying expensive items too quickly without counting the cost. Again, that goes back. That's the emotions. Yep. You're, you're buying it on emotion, not thinking it through, not thinking about what the true cost of that's going to be. And, uh, kind of goes back to number one. I think, again, you know, you get, you get caught up in, Oh, look how good that new car looks or that new truck looks. And I really want to get one.
1: Yeah. Just don't. (laughs) And the last one, and this is the biggest financial mistake I see with investing. Okay. okay. Is investing in just one sector of the mm. economy. All right. Yeah. You got to be very careful of that. And I see this over and over, especially like I say in our area. I see a lot of people, they invest everything in the real estate sector. Okay. Yep. But you need to diversify. The Solomon, the wealthiest man that ever lived on the face of the earth. And we quote this a lot around here. Ecclesiastes eleven two. Give your 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 don't your portions to seven or eight because you don't know what disaster may come upon the land. Okay, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. So don't put all of your investment dollars in real estate or just CDs because then you're you're losing inflation. Yeah. You're, you're losing purchasing power. Or all stocks. Or all bonds. Or some do gold. And we've yeah. had a program on that so yeah we won't cover
0: that here go uh, go check y- that and up, you so, know yeah.
1: another big one another big one was my business owners mm-hmm. they put they put everything they have in their business mm. I am not I, I do not want to be the shoemaker's son okay yeah I do not do that I diversify in all of these different sec- sectors of the economy yeah. and only a small percentage is in my business yeah because I don't want everything based on one thing exactly and I watched my dad put everything in real estate and at about 64 65 years old, this was in the, the mid 80s, the real estate economy just collapsed. I watched him and I watched many of his friends declare bankruptcy and these men were too old to recover. Mm. Yeah, it was a sad thing. so hope that helps you there's their, there's 10 financial mistakes to avoid to avoid. Don't do them and uh, share this with some of your friends and share this with your kids and your grandkids because it's good, it's good information. Yep. Like we said before, if you like this kind of content, we'd
0: love for you to hit that subscribe button for more videos on financial topics from a Christian perspective. Thank you so much for joining us and God bless.
2: That's all for now. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit christianfinancialadvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA, Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.